Hello and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. Here with me today to talk about the glamorization of mental illness in the media are a couple of students from our National Student Advisory Council. We are super excited to be here with you today, but I want to start out with a reminder that the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Okay, let's get started by having each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and why does this topic matter? Leanna, kick us off. Yeah, so um, hi there guys, my name is Leanna. Um, I'm a junior from Oregon. And this topic, um, it's kind of what drives my advocacy for mental health. Um, as someone that has ADHD and is autistic, um, I see the glamorization of mental illnesses a lot um, with ADHD uh, more particularly because, um, you know, you always see those people that are like, um, oh my goodness, I'm so hyper. Oh my gosh, my ADHD is out of control. And you know what? Sometimes <laughs> it just boils my blood when I know I, I shouldn't be as um, like so strong about that. But I feel as though it is still important to acknowledge and be like, hey, there's so much more to ADHD than being hyperactive. And there's actually a lot more types of ADHD that, um, than the one we always think about. So, yeah, want to pass it on to Cole. All right. Thank you, Leanna. Um, what's up? I'm Cole Wright. I'm from Happy Valley, Oregon. I'm a senior. The topic of glamorization of mental illness in the media is super important to me because I'm a pretty avid user of social media. Uh, I've seen how it can like spark insecurities regarding mental illness for those around me. And I've also dealt with fluctuating mental health over the last few years. Similar to Leanna, um, I deal with ADHD and I also have Tourette syndrome. So I feel that I could have something to contribute to this conversation as well. So when we think about glamorization in the media, you know, we often think about all things Kardashian or all the other types of things that come up. How is mental illness being being glamorized? How is it becoming like the trendy thing in the media? What are some examples? Well, you know what? I, I think it stems from... I've, well, I feel like there's always been some type of glamorization in the media, but um, recently, I, I would say since 2020 and the start of COVID, um, people began having like self-discovery, wanting to um, find who they are. Um, like, for example, um, I had I had a diagnosis for ADHD prior to quarantine, but I really understood myself more. But some people... Um, may just ha might have not known um, what correct things to say or do when they are on that journey. Uh, and we have to be safe a little bit with what we are saying. Um, and so I think that comes with, I seen on TikTok, because uh, I mean, we were, we were online all the time during quarantine. And um, I just saw a lot. It's like, oh, here, here are signs for ADHD. You can't focus. You can't do these things. But I wish, and people will be like, oh, yes, I totally have this. But, and I am all for, um, like, uh, self-diagnosis, I think, is some type of way for people who can't get that medical um, diagnosis. 
but um, I feel like in the media, we should at least put like some type of like disclaimer saying like, hey, <laughs> if you do believe this, though, do more research and find out if you do maybe have more of the symptoms um, with whatever illness that may be with OCD, depression, anxiety, um, anything like that. Do you have anything to add, Cole, or just any perspectives about this? Uh, great points, Liana. I think that you were spot on with the idea of like self-discovery, especially over the past few years. Uh, we've all been stuck at home. Like through quarantine, I learned a lot about myself and what needs I don't have met when I'm stuck alone at home. So obviously we cling to media where we can connect with people and have that social outlet. So for me, glamorization comes through as like superficially making something seem more appealing, but like doing so through either like false or like more limited depictions of said thing. So in terms of like mental illness, it can be hard to like categorize people talking about it like as glamorization, because obviously everybody has their own journey and everybody experiences it differently. However, um, like it's not all rainbows and butterflies. People always post like recovery and like positive aspects of their journey, which is important and we need that. But like, it's really difficult to share the super vulnerable things online. So I feel like in media, oftentimes I don't see a lot of rep representation for those people like during their hardest moments because like you're not going to be making TikToks if you're super depressed and having a tough time because I know I haven't like I've dealt with those issues in the past but I think that that's the way we see things online and only having that outlet is hard yeah and just something to add too for the audience is like me and Cole, we're not trying to like we're not trying to make uh like TikTok or Instagram like this dark cloud of like all our hardships, but it's we're just trying to be real with people. And with that being real, it gives people comfort. Um and I wish I could like show people, um, I mean, I'm still on that journey, like trying to show people that like I can speak from ADHD because I know about it, but um, like show people like the auditory processing that comes with the ADHD, the um, like not being, it being hard to make friends and understanding like certain social cues sometimes. Um, and people may take that as I'm socially awkward when there's more to my brain <laughs> than just like, I don't know what to say in public, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Uh, social creators sometimes saying like, this is my, ADHD is my superpower, or depression and anxiety is my superpower. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's amazing for you. <laughs> and sometimes it makes me feel like, wait, should I be like happy for this? <laughs> like, should I just be like, rainbows and butterflies about my ADHD and my anxiety and my depression <laughs> and I'm like it confuses me and I don't know if it, it takes on if people take that away too um for some social content creators um but that's another aspect of just glamorization <laughs> just trying to just, like toxic positivity I think that's what we'll call it toxic positivity of 
mental illnesses and um, not only calling out people who haven't been diagnosed but people who also have been diagnosed and maybe that's just how they cope and but that's that's their thing and but that's just my opinion toxic positivity that's crazy um i haven't heard a phrase like that but that's wonderful so i think taking that a step further like for those creators that like use it as their superpower like it helps them get publicity sometimes but sometimes it's also their way of coping but um for me personally like seeing people cater their experiences to maintain a crowd and like maintain interactions is hard because I've dealt with a lot of like personalized experiences that I don't see online because they're my experiences. And um, I don't know, sometimes it can lead to like feelings of insecurity because you're like, why am I experiencing this if they're not when in reality they might be, they just don't want to project that online because that that's not going to get views. Right. So, yeah. You know, I, I love this sense of toxic positivity and I and I love this idea that that if you talk about the reality of mental illness, we're not going to see that in the TikTok video. We're not going to see that in the Instagram post. What we're going to see are, are that superpower. And I've seen a lot of that type of stuff. I think there's a very fine line between glamorizing mental illness and raising awareness. And I think there are people who do raising awareness really, really well. And there are people who use this platform to, again, get more views, get more likes. When you look at that issue of glamorizing versus raising awareness, how do you tell the difference? Um, just something that I've noticed as I'm scrolling through, because I follow, <laughs> I follow the ADHD memes accounts. I follow like those doctors, the psych doctor. I I follow them all. And something that I've noticed between um, people who may be doing it for like clout, <laughs> as people might say it, and people doing it to educate and raise awareness. Um, something that I do notice is how they express what they're talking about. Um, and by that, I mean, is it broad? Is it specific? Um, I feel like when it is very broad, you're trying to pull in like, a symptom that everyone can experience. Like example, people who don't turn in their homework on time, you might have ADHD. Um, and people like, and then people start like Googling it and then they go through their pages and they're like trying to diagnose themselves through that one random TikTok page. And that's just something I've noticed. And then I'll see, I follow, oh my gosh, I love her, the psych doctor on Instagram. Uh, she's amazing. She's a psychiatric doctor that has ADHD and, um, she pretty much talks about her experience with ADHD and going through med school with ADHD and how getting up there because like I, she's my inspiration. I want to be a psychiatric doctor as well. And I, sometimes there's days where I'm like, can I do this because of my disability? Can I do this with ADHD? And she shows like the symptoms that people might not even think about. And it really shows the reality of ADHD and people who are neurodivergent. Um, so yeah, just like being broad or are they actually bringing up real experiences and they're being specific? I feel like showing stories is 
like the heart of raising awareness. I'd like to add on to that. Um, I can completely agree and connect to what you said, Leanna. Um, I think that like concept of raising awareness online feels more informational and like genuine. Um, like in my school, uh, like next month, May is mental health awareness month, right? And we have this super generic, like district formulated slideshow that goes over like all the basic, like, hey, get sleep. It's good for you. Like it'll help with your mental health. Um, you need to do this, this, and this to make sure your symptoms get better. Like in order to focus on school, like here's some things you can do. But in reality, I might not need to focus on school. I might need to go listen to music, play guitar, go for a walk with my friends, like do something completely unrelated to like what they're trying to say. It seems like, I don't know if that's glamorization. That just seems like a way too broad, impersonal, like depiction of what mental health really is because it has all these nuances, right? And it's hard to address all of them when everybody's experience is different. But for me, I serve as like the mental health coordinator on leadership. So I have the power to like influence some of that in my school. And we are completely scrapping that slideshow this year. And we're going to try and recreate something on our own, which is going to be awesome, but hard. Cause like, how are we going to do that and try to put something together that's genuine and makes people feel something or feel impacted or feel heard because I feel like media is such a powerful outlet because you can get anything anywhere in the world in like a matter of seconds. But if we're not putting out the right message, then raising awareness can turn to glamorization like super quick. Well, and, and isn't it great that you can go to the worktobewell.org website at work2bewell.org and download our free curriculum that has been vetted by teens for teens. I know, a little bit of a product plug there. Uh, but remember, it's all free. You can download it. And there may be some useful uh, bits and pieces and tools in there that you might be able to put into that, uh, that takeover of your school's standard district issue PowerPoint presentation. I, I totally appreciate that idea of, of how we look at that fine line between awareness and really glamorizing. And I think you all have, have encompassed that really, really well. And when I think about, um, you know, when did it become trendy to be mentally ill, right? When did this become on brand for people? Because now you see all kinds of stars coming out and I think I saw a post of, of Sean Mendes talking about his mental health issues and things like that. And, and it now is a very trendy thing to have that period of time. And yet it's not cool to what you were saying, the idea of getting more sleep, eating regularly and exercising really trivializes the true, you know, nature of a mental illness. And, and how do you feel when you see people on social who suddenly have this great level of awareness that they're now coming out and everybody's is with their own, with their own brand. How, how do you feel about that? Honestly, like as you were talking, I was like putting my answer together. And I think where I want to start is mental illness has been here. It's always been here and it didn't just come out of the blue. 
So when you're saying that, um, like, when did this become trendy? When are people are now all talking about this? Why is Shaman is talking about this? Why is Selena Gomez talking about this? The Kardashians are talking about it. I'm pretty sure that the reason people are all hopping on it now is that mental health is an easy way to say that you're woke. <laughs> uh, all you have to say really to like get the mental health stamp is drink your water, go out for a walk with your dog, and read a book. Um, and I haven't seen it more in depth with at least like celebrities and people with that. They may talk about like some hardships and those are all true. Like I, I totally um, support them. But it's those like small experiences of like getting that little badge that says I advocated for mental health and I am woke now. <laughs> um, and I really feel like that sometimes shadows the people who are trying to show their true experiences. Um, and, you know, there's I actually got that question um, to me a few weeks ago. I was in San Diego uh, with some friends and their mom asked me, like I said, oh, I want to become a psychiatric doctor because I really want to advocate for mental health and um, just people going through all that. And they're like, isn't it crazy now how everyone just has a mental illness and how everybody now just is like talking about mental health? Like, are they doing it because they're trendy? And I'm like, one part, maybe. Other majority, 90% is people are now accepting themselves. And like we talked before, self-discovery. I think that on the route of like, I think that having such a like, big spotlight cast on mental illness. Um, like there's good parts about it because obviously there's always gonna be pros when you're like bringing mental illness like to the forefront in a positive way. Like you can raise awareness, you can help people find communities like with similar experiences. So like you can relate to other people online and have inspiration that you didn't have before, which is incredible. Um, also like finding resources, like there's such a large abundance of resources online that you might not know about that might be exactly what you need to treat your own symptoms. Like that's incredible. And then building off of that, like having those resources to supplement to others, like you can help treat those around you who might not be willing to get help and just rely on their friends for that support. Like that's always a huge thing for me being like well enough to address and support those around me because I love them and I don't want them to deal with struggles. Um, but obviously there's also cons towards having such a big spotlight cast. Um, like people on media, especially teens are super impressionable. Um, if you're seeing all these celebrities who you look up to and who are pretty much glamorized in like every sense of the word, you're going to be like, Oh, like, okay they dealt with mental health. Um, they say, these are the solutions. I'm going to do that. Cause that's what they say. Like these people are your icons. So of course you're going to listen to them. Um, that can be super unhealthy because you're comparing your struggles to those of other people who have nothing to give you in terms of that. Like they might have some good advice, but they can't address you because they're, they don't know you personally and they're not personal factor in your life. So I don't know. I think that seeing mental illness everywhere can be a negative thing as well, because you're, 
never going to get entirely what you need if you have so many stimulants online because you're always going to be pulling from conflicting sources you know that's a really good point because you know when we think about the type of information that's out there and everybody's got their different thing you know it's is it this spiritual guru is it is it this self-help book is it is it this tele-service or whatever and i've even seen some celebrities who have started their own um their own channels, their own social media platforms, their own televisit programs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some of those things are are good. They're legit. They have some some good play. But some of this also goes down the road of junk science. And and junk science can be really hurtful and harmful to people who are struggling with with mental health issues. Where do you go that you know you're going to get the right trusted information? Where do you know that people are telling you the truth? And I know it's not Cosmopolitan magazine, right? Um, for me, um, I've dug a deep hole into the world of Instagram, and I finally found some accounts that do um, that do experience mental illnesses um, and um, just mental conditions. Um, and with, I really love these accounts because they just take you throughout their day and pretty much show like the reality of uh, mental illness and mental health. They uh, show you what it's like going to the grocery store with it, like how to deal if you have like a panic attack in the grocery store. They tell you uh, like, this is my, this is what I look like when um, I'm struggling with my homework. And it's, I literally am in like an ADHD paralysis and I can't get out of it. This is how I deal with it. Um, the other thing is I follow some doctors that do have the blue check mark, um, and like the psych doctor, I love her. Going to give her another shout out there. Um, she is just wonderful. If you find another one of her that maybe is, that goes with your interest, um, she is my little, like, oh, I love her. Um, find those, find those accounts. And I feel like you can tell if there's like if it's very specific um and rather than just broad um statements um that's personally what i find is there any tips that you can give me cool or like what have you done to really know what's like real what isn't yeah so i haven't had entirely as much luck within media and like sourcing resources um i do have a few accounts that are like super impactful for me and just give me like little boosters throughout the day. But a lot of my support has come in like my real physical life. Um, My school is super blessed in that we have a social worker housed on campus who's like clinically vetted in every form of the word. Um, Like she's dealt with issues herself. She's done social work in the past and like she's a trained therapist. So I work super closely with her and I can go to her with issues I might have like surrounding the school's current climate around mental health issues, which isn't amazing. And um, she will do everything she can to help me like kind of ensure they improve in the future. Um, But I've gone through therapy. Um, I'm still going through therapy with a, separate therapist and it's changed my world. Uh, I've talked to people who 
have gone through therapy and it wasn't their thing. But for me, I've like having the ability to speak to someone outside of my family and friends that have such a great personal attachment to me and just being able to speak to someone who's like trained and treating and listening to the things I have to say, like that's changed my world. So I don't know. I'm a big advocate for therapy, but I know it doesn't work for some people. Yeah. Just one last tip before we do continue um, is if people do find like a fact or like uh, a new symptom to something, um, always double check it and make sure it's from accredited source, not like dot bitly dot org dot like whatever, like make sure it's from like Dr. Henderson. Uh, uh, what is an example? of like where you can find trusted resources? Well, some of my favorite trusted resources are listed on the Work To Be Well uh, webpage. We've gone through and vetted all those and we've made sure that everything that's on our webpage, whether you're looking for information about anxiety, depression, ADHD, autism, whatever it is that you're looking for, everything on the worktobewell.org webpage has been clinically vetted and is a trusted resource. So that's been one of my go-tos. Um, there's a lot of great stuff out there. The American Psychological Association, the American Psychiatric Association, those folks really, really know what they're doing. And, and really looking also at places like the Trevor Project that specialized in information for LGBTQ youth, um, the Jed Foundation, which also does similar. Uh, NAMI is another really great resource, but go check us out at worktobewell.org. And before we end up, I really want to, Get as we close up here, you both are on the National Student Advisory Council of Work to Be Well. How, in your roles, do you help spread awareness about mental illness? How do you use your Work to Be Well platform to do that and take us out? Yeah, so um, I'm on the Access team, and with the Access team, uh, some of our work is creating posts for the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, all those kind of things that you find us on digital platforms. Um, and with that, I really focused on like on this topic, the uh, glamorization uh, of mental health and trying to stray away from that. Uh, for example, a post I did was explaining ADHD um, with not only the super well-known symptoms, but symptoms that may come with it uh, that people may not think about. And um, also giving those disclaimers that, hey, uh, you may have one of these, but always check in with your doctor or uh, a trusted resource. Uh, because maybe <laughs> shaking your leg, it may not always mean you have ADHD, <laughs> it, it, but it could lead you to maybe finding something else out. Um, so, yeah, uh, just making those posts and keeping it real on the Instagram is what I've been doing here on the National Student Advisory Council. I do have to echo Leanna a little bit. I'm also on the access team. But for me, the concept of like collaboration to like address something you're ambitious about is a huge thing for me. Like with work to be well. I've been given an outlet to work with others to like create posts for the social media or like project resources to those who might need them. And I'm super passionate about mental health work. Uh, work to be well has only increased that passion in me and the opportunity to work with equally ambitious people has been incredible for me and has, 
I don't know. It's given me a gift that I'll take moving forward because I love working with others. And in this realm of work, I couldn't be happier. So, yeah. Well, I want to thank you both for joining me on Talk To Be Well today and talking about the glamorization of mental illness in the media. And to our listeners out there, if you are looking for support with your mental health or any other medical questions, please visit providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and students, and anybody who wants to find those trusted resources about mental illness and what it is, what it isn't, or if you're interested in joining us at work to be well check us out at worktobewell.org. That's work2bewell.org. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, and this has been Talk to Be Well. Be well, everybody. <laughs>